Yes, hello, Sports Bazaar fans. Titus O'Reilly here once again. Just a reminder, if you haven't heard, I'm doing five shows in Melbourne in 2024, starting March 14th, running through to the 23rd of March. It's called Sport, the Unauthorised History. Gee, this is the best show I've ever written, which is not saying much, but uh, it's still a good thing. Tickets are on sale. A lot of them are already getting very close to sold out. So if you do want to grab some, I recommend jumping on. I'll put the link in the show notes, and I'd love to see you all there. And before you ask, yes, I am planning on taking this one around the country. So stay tuned uh, for more shows around the country uh, in 2024. See you there. It's Sports Bazaar. This is where the trouble starts. It's like a party switch has flicked off. We're not here for a haircut. The hunt for the weirdest. You're blowing my mind. I can't keep it. You fact check this. There is no logic to any of what's going to happen. Strangers. Wow. This is outrageous. It's not for the ages. Things are just going to get sillier and sillier. No red flags there. Most unbelievable. Volatile. Erratic. Simple. Clinically insane. Stories to ever occur. There's a lot of our stories that start with someone being money lenders. This is not the perfect preparation. In the world of sport. This is the opposite of perfect preparation. <laughs> this is the worst. Sports Bazaar. Yeah, were you saying horse whipped as in he was actually horse whipped? Yeah, uh, he said there's only one thing for it. I ordered hair of the dog. <laughs> a rabble of vagrants, drunkards, ruffian brawlers and gambling desperados. So like the Sports Bazaar audience. <laughs> this is the Sports Bazaar Summer Edition. Did I miss that meeting? You miss a lot of meetings. <laughs> With Titus O'Reilly. Hello everyone, it's Titus O'Reilly here and this week we've got a best of episode. We're looking at some of the athletes who, well, can we just say these people are unlucky in love. I mean, they make me look like a real Lothario and that is saying something. Uh, It can be argued that all of these people we're going to look at today, they're some of our favourites, but you could argue their their own worst enemy every time. They do it to themselves. But we'd never say that at Sports Bazaar because you all know this is a place of no judgment and we always, always give people the benefit of the doubt here. Now, our first story, and I just absolutely love this guy, one of our favourites, John Daly. It was one of the biggest episodes of 2023. I got a lot of great feedback about it. Now, he managed to not have just one but two disastrous marriages and I think you're going to find it difficult to believe just went went on. So he divorces Dale Craft in 1990. Yes. And, and this, while his golf's going well, now he's you've got to remember he's suddenly divorced, money's coming in. Yeah. Booze and gambling increasingly take, because there's the less restraint, you could say, like suddenly. Well, there's no restraint. There's no restraint, right? He meets a woman just two months after his divorce in 1990 to Dale Craft, and he meets this woman called Betty Fulford. She's working as a hotel convention planner uh, in Georgia and they date a bit but he's getting into the drinking a lot more. This is a very tumultuous relationship. They argue a lot. Right. I think a lot of drinking going on. Okay. It turns out they've been together like a few years where she suddenly confesses to him that she's 10 years older than she told him, (laughs) (laughs) is divorced and has a child. So she just suddenly, who's thirteen years old? old. So this isn't like you know. Look, now that we're two months in, I should tell you they've been together like some time. And he says she admits to that bit of it at least that she's very loose with the truth about a lot of things, (laughs) and that being the one of the major. Okay. So he finds out all this, and he says 
this is not great, and dumps her. She's gone. Then starts dating another woman, Paulette Dean, who's 20 years old. A lot of girlfriends and wives in this, right? Yeah. He starts dating her. But what he doesn't know is Fulford is pregnant with his previous, daughter. The previous. The one he's, who lied to him about the. Are you sure she's pregnant? <laughs> well, <laughs> he's dating this new girl, Paulette Dean, but she says, Fulford says, you've turned your back on me, you've left. And I'm pregnant. He didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah. So she launches um, palimony and paternity suits against him. This is in 1992. She has him served on the golf course. <laughs> His agent who's on the golf course with him says, I've put the legal papers in my suitcase and I won't think about this till Monday because oh, wow. his agent's becoming a bit used to there's going to be Dealing issues. with stuff. Six days later, she drops those lawsuits. And Daly says, look, there's been communication problems around the legal things and he announces that he's going to marry Fulford. He breaks up with Paulette Dean. This is a car crash. (laughs) He's not well organised off course. No. She's lied to him about being 10 years older and having a 13-year-old son. He's hooked up with this other woman. She's sued him. She drops the suits. They get back together. He dumps Paulette Dean. She's pregnant. So they get married. And he says, there's something I need to tell everyone right now at a media day he's doing at a, at a country club. I married Betty last night. I guess I was waiting for the right moment, like when the lawsuits are over. <laughs> he said, it's just love. We're going to make it work the best way we can. We've got a baby girl coming. We're very happy. And then she has his first child, a Shania Hale, the next month. This relationship is... Doomed. Doomed. And this is the incident that will colour probably Daly's life, both from how people listening will probably think of him but also how he thinks, is in 1992, Daly and Fulford, they're having a Christmas party, heaps of people there, huge fight breaks out because Fulford says to another guest, if you can't control your girlfriend, I'm going to smash you because his girlfriend's dancing with John. She's right. jealous. So she, she's doing that. John's furious, going, these are my friends. Like, she's not cracking on me. We're all just dancing, blah, blah, sure. blah. Fulford goes upstairs. John, in a rage, starts smashing up the house. Okay. He does this numerous times to hotel rooms, often when no one's there, right? It's not literally against someone. Unusual it's in golf. It's a, yeah. it's a rock and roll thing. He's, he, it's he, been highly unusual on the circuit. He, for a... He's trashed hotel rooms several times yeah. like, and just paid for the damage, right? In two months, he proposes to Chandler. But he's also started binge drinking again at this okay. point, right? All right? The two get in lots of fights. One involved him throwing all of her clothes from their car into a McDonald's parking lot that ended it with the Alabama police's involvement. <laughs> <laughs> They're just screaming and yelling at each other, both of them, right? Yes. It's not a good thing. Yeah. He's struggling to stop drinking. He's fighting with Chandler. He's been known her two months. They're engaged. But while this is all going on, he meets a woman called Sherry Miller. She's a 25-year-old car saleswoman from Memphis, Tennessee. She's got a one-year-old son and they meet at a golf tournament. He becomes infatuated and ends it with Chandler immediately. So she's dropped out of uni and all this. He marries Miller in July of the same year. So this is all in like, you know. Fifth wife? Fourth. Told you there was a spreadsheet I've had to do to keep (laughs) up with this, right? So they marry. This escalates like everything does but in a way that you might not admit, like think. Seven weeks after meeting her, they're married. She gives birth to his third child, John Patrick Daly II, in 2002. Once again, things take a turn for worse. This time, not John's fault, amazingly. My God. The same week she gives birth to their son, Mm. this is Miller, she gives birth to their son, she and her parents 
are indicted under charges of involvement regarding an illegal gambling and drug operation ring in Mississippi from 1996 to 2001. <laughs> so he's oh, met her no. and within seven weeks he's married her. Yeah. Not long after they have a son, son. the week she has their baby, she She's says, indicted. oh, my parents and I have been indicted for running a drug and illegal gambling operation in Mississippi. We've been indicted. What a love story. She's alleged to be part of a large conspiracy along with her father, Alvis, and mother, Billy, to buy and sell cocaine, methamphetamines, and marijuana and paid with them with cash from previous drug sales. Okay. Tom has alleged that the indictments, they'd made a total of 47 bank deposits of just under $10,000, and that... That's is ten thousands where the feds get told if you make a deposit more than ten, it triggers interest. their reporting. Daly's caddy and personal assistant, who two people, his caddy and his personal assistant, both of whom are longtime friends, they quit to avoid being associated with him and his wife. Right. Daly said, "I really don't know anything about it. It hit me like a brick house. I'm more in shock about it than anything." He says, "It's not fair to kick someone when they're down when they've not proven anything. I just have to wait and see what happens. I might not stick with her if she's guilty." I just know she's a good mum. Okay. That's but this is the week she's just given birth to his son. So <laughs> Daly gets his lawyers to drop divorce papers. They're never against Cherie. In these papers, they're never filed, but they become found out. The golfer claimed his wife also physically and verbally abused him. She never accuses him of this, but okay. she accuses him. Yep. And, and had kept him in the dark about this federal investigation. He tells Sports Illustrated, no human being deserved what she's done to me. She replies to Sports Illustrated. They go to her. She says, I think he's really gone nuts. I think he has drunk himself to where his mind's not even right. This is like playing out in the thing. She's the one being indicted on running a gambling yeah. and drug ring. Yeah. They stay together, however. <laughs> They're still together. So this is in 2002, it's right? It's just chaos. He's living in chaos. In 2003, yes. they're still together, Sherry puts a chokehold on a naked stripper who had cozied up to John at a charity outing in Little Rock, resulting in them having a much better 2004 because Sherry says, now all the strippers stay away because they think I'm psycho. <laughs> There's okay, a lot to is, unpack in that sense. <laughs> I just love that that was a breakthrough moment, her putting a chokehold on a stripper, and now things are a lot better. So what I love about that, right, wow. is she puts a chokehold on a naked stripper a naked who's cozying stripper. up to John at a charity outing. <laughs> it's a charity. Who, who's, but she's I, there while the stripper is yeah. him. So I don't know at what point she got offended. But also how many charity events, and I know you have done a lot of charity, that's not a I joke. Have. How many have had naked strippers at them? I, <laughs> not, I guess none. Not many. No, I can't think of. Not as many as you'd think. No, it's okay. What an innovative way to raise cash. Well, you'd probably raise a lot more. And there's a lot more corporates turning up if that was de rigueur. So she says that everything's going a bit better. Who needs counselling? They've worked it out between them. Well, because she's threatened to the a naked stay stripper. away. So the strippers are going, his wife chokeholds us if we go near him. And she's been indicted for drugs. I think and... she's made her point. So this is legally all going backwards. He's going okay. He actually in 2001, around this time, in 2001 he has his best tour ever. Well, so... how? How can you be going well on the circuit well, with wait, all best just this chaos? Yeah, he wins at a European tour event and first time in six years. He has his best 
PJ Tour since 995. He finishes fourth at the Bell Canadian Open. He's suddenly going really well. He's back. Sure, Sherry has been indicted and possibly going to jail, and he didn't know about it. But apart from that, things are going well. His safest place is on course. Clearly. Yeah. Do yeah. you know? On July 4th, 2002, John and his wife Sherry and a bunch of friends, they go back home for a big 4th of July cookout and party, right? So straight uh, away you go. Back to the old bonfire days. Back, exactly. 50 or 60 people show up, friends of John's from all over the place. They throw open their house to everyone. It's huge. Sherry's there, you know, they're all staying. He parks his tour bus because he's gotten a few issues with airlines over the years in blow-up, so they yeah. he prefers to drive. He's on a no-fly list, isn't he? I think he's not quite, but close. Yeah. So he just sure. he's got this fancy tour bus. It's parked out the front. They're all there, and he's inside the tour bus with Sherry, and there's a knock on the door at this party, and it's Sherry's friend Kelly, and she wants to come in because John's dad's been following her around trying to hit on her. Kelly's like 25 and his dad's 69. Okay, yep, good work. Um, he's in his bathing suit and he's completely drunk. <laughs> so John goes out. <laughs> we're talking about carny folk here. Let's yeah, be honest. This is where we're at. Yeah. So John's dad is 69, drunk as anything, in his bathing suit, following around a 25-year-old girl. John confronts him and says, Dad, just get back on out of here. Get back out and onto the patio, right? Yeah. Go away. Um, he then goes in to his brother Jamie and says, Dad's drunk, he can't walk, we've got to get him home, this is annoying. And Jamie and him manage to walk Dad back to his house and all of a sudden he comes up to John, the dad, and like he's wanting to fight and he starts going at John and John just pushes him back down in his chair and says, Dad, just sit down and shut up. Like John's yeah. big guy, his sure. dad's 69 now. No, like, His mum's meanwhile over at his house listening to a song so she doesn't know this is all going on. Eventually his dad gets up drunk, stumbles into his bedroom and they go, great, he's gone to bed. That's over. Let's get back to the party sort of thing. Yes. All of a sudden he stumbles back out of the bedroom with a big old pistol in his hand and points it at John. (laughs) John says, it's about six inches from my head. He was so hammered you didn't know who the hell I was. And he says, I'd had it with him. I say, just go ahead and shoot me if you don't recognise your own son. Just go ahead and shoot me. (laughs) So this is all going on. Where's Cherie? I'm worried about Cherie. So while this is all going on before his dad can shoot him, John's brother Jamie comes up, pushes his dad's hand away, shoves his dad's head up against the wall, takes the gun out of his dad's hand and then shoots the gun (laughs) to get his dad's attention. That's the way to deal with it. That's isn't it? That's the way to de-escalate a situation. It's clearly Discharge the firearm out of control. He says that worked. Dad looked up and without a word staggered off into his bedroom. Yeah, he says so. his dad's never drunk since. Well, <laughs> I find that hard to believe, but there you go. What an absurd inter-family function. Yeah, this is what's going this on. This is though. unbelievable. Let's go to someone else who I thought was one of my favourites of the year. Uh, he was that Spanish tearaway footballer, Jesse Rodriguez. Now, Jesse Rodriguez, I mean, if you haven't listened to this episode, go back and do it because he is nuts. I mean, this is a man who found out he had a child over Instagram. Not once, he found that out twice, which is getting careless, I would have to say. I mean, I haven't even had it happen once to me yet. Twice on TikTok, but not on Instagram. Now, he had, and I have to applaud this, 
because he's not the brightest person you'll ever meet, but he had a very clever way of getting revenge on an ex in Madrid. He's become like a D-list celebrity. Like he's not famous enough to be playing regularly for Real yeah. Madrid senior side, but he's at nightclubs, he's DJing, he's playing in his band, like sure. his music and all this sort of stuff. And he meets a Spanish reality star called Aurora Ruiz. Right. So Aurora is from the Canary Islands, just like Jesse. And she moved to Madrid where she had become a very successful lingerie model. So, you know, the old story, footballer meets lingerie model. Like it's a tale as old as time, you know, every (laughs) single time. She, as well as being a successful lingerie model, she decides that her way to fame, and she is as fame hungry as him, Yeah that she will enter reality TV shows. And Spain has a lot of reality TV shows. They've got their version of Big Brother. They've got got all the classics. All the classics you'd expect, their own versions of it. They tend to be a bit racier than American ones would. There's, you know, and they're very dramatic. (laughs) There's a lot going on (laughs) in them, right? So she is a suitor in one called Mejeres y Hombres y Vice Versa. So men and women and vice versa is the name of it in English, right? It is basically the bachelorette in a way, except there's more than one bachelor. Like there's a group of guys and a group of women in the house and they pick each other and pair up. When they're choosing who they want to date and talk about which ones they don't want to date, they sit on golden thrones in the show (laughs) and pass. So she's doing that. Yeah. And a Spanish twist of how this is more like less bachelor, more the mothers of the people in the house get to speak up for their children and even vet the possible love matches. Right, okay. So that's a nice twist. Aurora has a tough time because she's sort of this beautiful woman in a reality TV sense and so all the guys are into her. So her opponents start putting around uh, rumours. They accuse her of providing escort services. <laughs> this is on TV. <laughs> I don't think slander rules apply there. And wow. they, they start a rumour she's pregnant, which is not. They play hard in Spanish reality <laughs> they, TV. They don't leave anything in the locker room. <laughs> no, that's they? right. Can I ask, are they going out together at this stage? No, no she no, hasn't met right. Jesse. This is before Gosh. she meets Jesse. So Angle Vico is one of the best known bachelors on the program. He does the equivalent of giving her a rose and they hook up and they leave the show. And they're off, off the, the race. And the show keeps going. They come back two months later to update how their relationship's going. And while on reality TV with millions watching, he yeah. proposes to her. He says, I'm in love with you and I propose something wow. to you. And they That's announce huge. they're getting married. The relationship lasts eight months, but Angela's unfaithful on more than one occasion. That's <laughs> the guy. That's the guy. So she breaks up with him. So she then ends up working in this nightclub, very exclusive nightclub, and that's where she and Jesse meet. Right. They quickly fall in love immediately. Match made in heaven. Yeah, match made in heaven. The relationship, though, very early on is tested because <laughs> Jesse learns of the birth of his second son oh. over Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> to who? Melody Santana. His Again? original mother of his first child he's hooked up with her at some point she put a post up on instagram with a picture of her holding a new baby tagged him in it hashtag our son is here hashtag jesse rodriguez isn't that sweet so that's how he discovers he has a son (laughs) he instantly requests a dna test He should have it at home, like COVID rat tests. Twice she's told him she's pregnant. Both times he's demanded. It must have a reasonably low opinion of her. I know. The DNA test confirms he's the father. (laughs) So he's batting 0 for 2 so far on the day. All righty, it's yours. 
So Do they try and make it work again or not? No. Nah, he's with Arua now, so he just says, uh oh, this is awkward. Arua just seems to forgive him. Arua's for okay this. with She's this? all right with it. So he's so, oh, so that's sweet. He's got two kids and he's now with Arua. <laughs> but at this point, Real Madrid are like, this is too much drama. This is playing out on Instagram. You're, you're distracting our yeah, serious Yeah, we, yeah. We're, you're surplus to requirements and you're also distracting. Yeah. But he's still thought of as so talented. He's still very young. Like he's about 21 yeah. at this stage and people think he could be the next Cristiano Ronaldo. That Paris Saint-Germain, PSG, go. in 2016, decide that they will get him and they pay 25 million euros to get him. So this is a big transfer for a guy. Does that go to him or does that? No, go his part to goes to the club. club some right. goes to you know he gets he's sort of thing. The deal includes an anti-Barcelona clause, which prevents PSG from selling Jesse to Real Madrid's arch rivals. So you know right. they don't want that to blow up in their face. Yeah, so, so he's still thought of see him in the, in the Barcelona. Yeah, so they still think he's at this stage. He's still saying he's a fantastic player. You know, Aurora decides to move with him to Paris where they have a son, which is Jesse's third child. So he's about 22 and he's got three kids. Yes. He doesn't really settle in at PSG very well. He does nine appearances for the club, but he's just form's not great. He's not going well. The manager suggests that it might be time for him to go somewhere else on a loan. So he still technically belongs to PSG. Yeah. But they loaned him out to back to Las Palmas, where he goes. Now, their third son had been born prematurely and had some hospital issues, ends up all fine in the right. end. But he has meanwhile been loaned out again to Stoke City in the Premier League who are fighting to stay in the Premier League. Okay, rele- so stepping down in class yeah, just a tad. Just a tad, oh, right. So he's brought in there. Aurora decides she doesn't want to move to Stoke. <laughs> she was having to go to Paris. He's happy in Spain. Madrid or Paris, Paris is fine. Stoke City. Stoke City. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> Leeds, they don't like your cheer. <laughs> Jesse joins Stoke. His whole aim is we've signed you to kick goals and help us avoid the relegation. Yeah. One of the early matches, he's on the bench, staying on the bench, and the manager, Mark Hughes, has made all the substitutes. So Jesse is obviously not getting on that game. So he just walks down the tunnel and out of the stadium. Wow. He just leaves. Uh, of course, this blows up and is in the media and everything. And Hughes, the manager, says he made a mistake. He's been disciplined for that. He understands it wasn't the right decision at the time. The media said, has Jesse apologised? And Hughes says, not in so many words (laughs) because his English isn't great, but he understands that it was incorrect. So he's disciplined and, and given a bit of a ban. He comes back. Then he says, well, I want some compassionate leave to go visit my son in the Canary Islands, right, which they say is totally understandable. He goes, comes back, goes again. And then just doesn't come back. So Stoker say he just stays in. Yeah, like so they've granted him compassion leave, but then they're like, everything's fine now, and you're like, come back. He just doesn't nah. come back, and nah. he doesn't contact them or anything. They don't have that much compassion. Yeah, they finally say, well, we'll give you unpaid compassionate leave for the rest of the year. See you later. Yeah. Go away. So in his total time there, he scored one goal in thirteen appearances, and Stoke get relegated from the Premier League and he's seen as a massive It's a trail of disaster. (laughs) He doesn't sound like a very good footballer. You keep saying he's... he's, You know those talent, got all the talent in the world but doesn't apply it. That's what he is. This point though, he and Arua have really busted up. Like they're basically broken up. She's accusing him publicly of ignoring their son who'd been born prematurely and had these problems and abandoning them and going partying and everything. 
she vents on Instagram constantly about this. Wow. Like, where's Jesse? And then if there's a picture of him partying, she'll be in the comments going, you should be home with <laughs> our son. This is your son. So <laughs> she takes Jesse to court. She accuses him of neglecting his duties as a father and cheating on her constantly and sues him, right? For, for what? For oh, child support. Oh, child support. But, yeah, but sure. a part of it is he's cheating on me and he's abandoned me, and yeah. she's saying publicly. He responds with a countersuit <laughs> for slander. He alleged that she has to pay one euro and be sentenced to three to five years in prison. So this has really escalated, Jeez. right? He applies for custody of their child and loses the case. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to pick him out of a lineup. Yeah. Could have given him any child. <laughs> right, yeah, he wouldn't there know. There you go. There's your boy. <laughs> She decides while waiting for this court case to be heard that the best thing she could do to just calm everything down is to go on the Spanish version of Big Brother, Gran Hermano VIP. So it's the celebrity version of Big oh, Brother. This is very up, mate. And in there she starts a relationship with a fellow contestant named Susso, but that fizzles when they move out. But at one point <laughs> she is nominated for eviction by the housemates in the Big Brother house, right? Yeah. I don't know if they still do it this way, but I think they still do. Then the public can vote to get right. someone out by sending in SMSs, right? Jesse spends £5,000 <laughs> on votes to evict her from the house. <laughs> oh, this has got spiteful. <laughs> and she's evicted. She's the first out. He spends £5,000. He just sits wow. there and like votes her out. <laughs> he just sees an opportunity. Oh, Here we it. go. We'll just vote her out. She's eliminated from the show. Jesse, in the meantime, is hooked up again with Melody Santana, the mother of his first two kids. Here comes another child. This then blows up on social media with Aurora coming out and accusing Jesse of paying for Melody to get breast augmentation, so a boob job. So, so he's she comes paying out. Melody to get her evicted from the big brother. From the house. house. And the mother of children to get big cans. And Aurora's saying, You're not paying for our son and looking after our son. So she's well, going Well, he can't nuts. do everything. He's, <laughs> he's, he's just funds are committed. Out for the big cans. Now, what do you want him to do? Yeah. Melody Santana decides to respond and on Instagram stories puts up a screen capture of a loan she got from the bank to pay for the boob job to prove that Jesse didn't pay for it. This, this is, is all a reality This is all paying out. Put these three in a house and film that. <laughs> well, this is all going on. Jesse goes back to PSG after his loan's finished right. with Stoke. He's made to train alone by the manager. The manager doesn't <laughs> let him train with the team. This is outrageous. So he's at PSG. He's then almost immediately sent out on loan again to Real Betis, which is in another Spanish team. After that end of that season, Real Betis decide not to sign him because he's only scored twice in 18 appearances and he's just a constant menace <laughs> at nightclubs and everything. He then gets sent to Portugal with Sporting CP. Again, he scores one goal in his whole time there and he's gone back to PSG. And at this point, we're ending into sort of 2019 and he begins a relationship with another woman, a model, Janira Balm, and she instantly becomes pregnant with his fourth child. <laughs> In he's 2019. Use a, a dinger. Yeah. It just, he just doesn't just, do it. Just, what have you learned? He's just punching out babies yeah. at the drop of a hat. And the, it's just amazing, yeah, you he's, know. He's shot more successful in the bedroom than he has on the football yeah. field. He's, <laughs> well, I don't understand why they're still persevering. It's been a long time since any success. On oh, that. I know. And he just keeps, it just keeps happening. Wow. Um, so he, she has a baby almost immediately. 
He then breaks up with her. Sure. And gets back with Aurora Ruiz, the woman he's currently countersuing. What about Melody? <laughs> Melody's gone. Uh. Janeera announces immediately after they've broken up that she's pregnant again with his fifth child. Which one's that? This is the Janeera Balm, the woman who's just had his fourth child. He's now having his fifth. But he's left. But he's already left her to go back with Aurora. But she's having another one. We do need a, like, this is where you need, like, you a, get me the a, whiteboard a whiteboard out. <laughs> just get the overhead projector Yeah, so out. he's got his first two babies with Melody. Yeah. He's got his third one with Aurora. Yeah. He's then had this short, very short two-year relationship with Janeera Balm, who he's got she's pregnant twice. twice. So she's having his fourth and as his fifth. But so Melody's, he's got five. Melody's got the fake cast. Melody's the one that, yeah, but she paid for that herself. Uh, of course. So there's a lot going on. Wow. He finds out again that he's having this fifth child over Instagram. But by this point, she's having that baby without him. He's back with Aurora, which is amazing because they've still got two court cases against each other. And he's paying child support across the across board. Across the board everywhere, yeah. right? Now, if you thought Jesse's love life was an ongoing car crash, and you'd be right, our next man knows all about car crashes. It's F1 legend James Hunt. I mean, this guy is one of the greats. I mean, I would argue this is probably voted our favourite episode of 2023. I mean, if you haven't listened to this one, this one is just... It's just one thing after another with James Hunt, one of the greats. Uh, now, while Jesse spent his time voting his ex off Big Brother... James had a far more elegant solution to getting out of a marriage and that was to organise his wife to run off with another man who happened to be Richard Burton and get Richard to pay for it. Hunt, of course, who is sleeping with every woman he He's can having a meet. So there's like estimations of like, you know, he slept with 5,000 women. He's not going to die one How people have ever worked out that actual number, I'm not, I couldn't find, but it's definitely a lot. Hunt meets his first wife at this point. Her name is Susie Miller. She's a British model. And he meets her in Spain in 1974. And he's very lonely at this point. Sure. Right? So he proposes only a few weeks after they first meet. And they're married in 1974. Now, the lead up to this is not good. His former girlfriend, Ping, who's now married but is still friends with James, she's invited. He's gone to her wedding and they're yeah. all good mates. She was surprised James was hooking up with anyone because of his personality. Like yeah, he's yeah, sure. not a he's commitment a confirmed guy. bachelor. So she goes to the engagement party and James says to Ping at the engagement party, I don't know why I'm doing this. When I asked him, well, why the hell are you, you silly clot? He said, I can't get out of it. So he sort of, he thinks he wants the stability of this relationship. So she says, come on, James, you're stronger than that. But he wasn't. And I could see he was very confused because all the wedding arrangements had been made. Lord right. Hesketh has agreed to pay for it all. Yeah. And the closer the wedding day comes, James's feet get colder and colder, right? He just is... Is he vomiting? He's vomiting and everything. <laughs> he wants to cut and run, but he's too chicken to do it because he feels like it's going to let him run down. So he said, I couldn't handle the whole scene. So before the wedding, I went out and got blind-roaring drunk. For four days, I went on the most stupendous bender of my life. He sat up drinking on the night of his wedding till 6 a.m. in the morning of the okay. day. Then he took two Bloody Marys to prepare himself and then kept drinking. They said he can't remember anything of the wedding. At the wedding reception, he needed the full support of a patron and bubbles to physically hold him up as he accepted congratulations and mumbled incoherent greetings to his guests. 
What is going on? So he's not made for this, right? No. When his mum and dad come on holidays and visit the newlyweds in Spain, they say James isn't never there while they're there. Yeah. And they say they love Susie, but they think she's in real trouble. James's mum says she is absolutely gorgeous, just a super girl. Most of his girls are, but I can see that for James to be married is impossible. His lifestyle doesn't suit it. I'm bound to say I love him dearly, but I'd hate to have him for a husband. That's his mum saying that. That's right? a fair review. <laughs> Almost immediately, Susie and James have both realised that they made a huge mistake. James says famously once about his life with women, don't go to men who are willing to kill themselves driving in circles looking for normality. Fair call. So in 1976, he finally divorces Susie Miller, like who he's married. Now, even this is not normal. James is never home, and this is all happening in the 76th season. So when he's first year with McLaren, it's the backdrop. This is all happening in the papers and everything yes. while this is happening. Susie feels abandoned. She's left in Spain. James is never there. So she's on a skiing trip with friends and she meets the actor Richard Burton who was married <laughs> to Elizabeth Taylor at the time, oh, right? So they're both married. Yeah. Uh, I think Burton is about 25 years her senior. Sure. So he's like 50 and she's like 25 yeah. roughly, right? Burton and Elizabeth Taylor had been married in 1964. They divorced in 74 and then immediately got back together a year later in 75 and remarried. But immediately they realise that that's all a mistake too. So you've got Susie and James Hunt in a relationship that's a mistake and you've got Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor uh, in a relationship. What's going to happen here? They're both looking for the exits, right? Burton sees Susie Miller as they're travelling in opposite directions on a ski lift <laughs> and says, who's this woman? Find out. And they find out and he starts to hang out with her. Soon they're spending time with each other and soon the New York and London papers discover that this glamorous blonde mystery woman that Burton suddenly taking around town because he's performing on Broadway yes. at the time and he's one of the biggest it's actors of star. the day, huge star. They suddenly find out, hey, that's the wife of racing car driver James Hunt who's a big celebrity too, right? Right. So they're all going, what's going on? And they all start to write like cons saying, well, this is going to break up Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton's marriage and all this sort of stuff. And they go to Hunt and say, how do you feel about all this? Now, none of this is news to James because Susie kept him informed of it all by telephone. Yeah. She told him that Burton had invited her to go to America and he said, fine, on your bike and off you go. Because he was like, I'm not looking after you. So and it was with his best wishes? It's with his best wishing because he said the Susie Hunt and Richard Burton hooking up was a huge weight off my shoulders. He said they'd effectively gone their separate ways unofficially. Yes. Um, so it wasn't a problem. The only thing that was worrying James was while he cheated on Susie and was never around, yes. he liked her and he was he never wanted to be mean and he wanted her to be happy. Yeah. The only reason he had divorced her was trying to figure out how to do how that. to do that. And so when Richard came along, he said, I felt responsible for her, but it was interfering with racing. So her running off with Burton was a great relief to me. He said, it actually reduces the number of problems I have to face outside my racing. I mainly consider that everyone comes out of it happy and settled. And then he says, meanwhile, it's not bad that I'm technically still married because that's a safety valve that stops me doing anything too silly, right? <laughs> well, like getting married again. Yeah, exactly. He has several telephone conversations with Richard Burton. <laughs> <laughs> and... James said that he thought that Richard Burton was a very nice guy, not at all the monster the media made him out to be because he was quite a drinker sure. and, you know, They were of similar ilk. Similar ilk. 
He said that Richard Burton called himself James's father-in-law and he's been a very nice father-in-law ever since. Susie told him that uh, Rich and her wanted to get married and were investigating ways to get divorced. Burton, to speed things up, says to James, what if I pay the divorce settlement had come in that James needed to pay Susie $1 million, yeah. right, as the separation? Burton says, what if I pay that to Susie for you to speed it up? So James says, that's very generous of you. And, uh, yeah, that would be great. So well, Burton pays Susie basically a million dollars to sort of settle the divorce, right? So James doesn't have to come up with the money. Um, Burton's apparently very nervous talking to James and Hunt says to him, relax, Richard, you've done me a wonderful turn by taking on the most alarming expense account in the country. <laughs> <laughs> to finish off, they part ways in friendly terms and stay friends forever. His mum says once again that she doesn't blame Susie for the marriage break and she says, in James' case, he's just totally dedicated to motor racing. He's always been an odd fellow. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. James Hunt, Jesse Rodriguez, and of course, John Daly. Unlucky in love, I would say. Not their own fault, just uh, bad luck. Oh, <laughs> you'd have to agree, just constant bad luck. Uh, and let's all hope it works out for Jesse. Uh, you know, I think he's got a chance. And John Daly, I'm happy to report, has found love. He's in a long term relationship. And she is the marketing manager at Hooters. So that's just showing that if your relationship has brand synergy, you're going to be fine. That's my only advice to you all. Now, if you want more Sports Bazaar, and why wouldn't you, over the summer period, we've got great new episodes coming as well, some interviews I've done. But also, you can always become a Bazaar Plus member. You get a bonus episode every single week during the year. Uh, I send out a newsletter fortnightly with all funny stuff and heads up. You get access to the Discord which is our chat room for all the bizarros and we get uh, lots of great comments on there and I put photos of every episode and we vote on episodes. So if you want to get part of that and you can also go back and listen to all the bonus episodes for all time. So if you're wondering what to listen to over summer, it's a great way to do it. The link is in the show notes. Bizarre Plus member. We've got so many great people on board and we'd love to have you too.